Okay, so I've got some good news and some bad news. Oh. Which do you want to hear first? Hit me with the bad news first. <laughs> well, you already <laughs> know the bad news. This is the setup. As we found out, podcasting is a lot tougher than we thought. I feel like we had a really good first episode, and then we recorded a second episode, and man, did that just shatter all my confidence <laughs> in, uh, in, in yeah. the process. To be fair, we we're we have no real we're two strangers, and we're really just uh, feeling each other out. But we also both. What I learned, we have a lost episode, is what we're trying to say. Uh, we we did a a second a follow up episode, and I just I, I I don't know about you, but for me, I just feel like I'm probably because I've been so uh, quarantined for the past few months. Uh, I probably just have a lot of pent up conversation in me, so I just word dump. And when you ever you know when you give me that in, I'll just talk. I I mean, is that true for you too? (laughs) Um, You know, what I think I'm doing is that uh, I think I'm working. I'm going to use this podcast as a a way to really kind of just shed all the outside layers, all the uh, the nervousness of knowing that people might be listening and what they might think. And you're going to I'm going to start getting to the unadulterated. I don't even know what the word that word means. (laughs) Pure (laughs) essence of me. And, um, oh, we're going to be vulnerable. You know, All right. I'm no, well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I feel like we, I was more civil. I, I tend to be because we're strangers, but, uh, I'm just right. going to act like I've known you for 15 years and just berate right. you and, uh, just give you just tough, tough crap all the time. So, so you're saying just the way you actually are, you're just a, you you bust your, your friend's balls all the time, right? You just, you roast him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, oh, you oh, have. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you see how hard I go on myself. So uh, I think I <laughs> now now that, you know, I, I, I feel like I need to just kind of be more. Well, we'll just see what what this really kind of uh, does for the energy or the uh, uh, for the way we talk to each other. Maybe maybe it's more interesting. Maybe I need to play a role Perhaps. or maybe that role is myself. Right, right. Um, and I think it, it probably just it'll be more entertaining for people if. People just see what happens when two personalities clash that don't quite know each other. It's like reality TV in a sense. So <laughs> this it's is like, a bad idea. This is yeah. the worst idea. <laughs> it's like we're two people stuck in a house seeing uh-huh. what happens if they have nothing to talk about. We have well, zero to talk about. Uh, okay. We have but everything here, okay, in so... common, but nothing to talk about, which is weird. So Okay, here's here's the good news. Um, I mm-hmm. just got an email that said that our podcast is actually approved on Apple Podcasts. So um, it's not going to mean anything to the people listening here because they need, they'll already find it because it is. But it, it's news to you that, you know, um, it takes a couple of days after you submit your, your first podcast before it gets listed in their directory. So uh, right. it's like, oddly um coming to life and it's it's weird to see it do that um it still will be a couple of days at least from this recording so um when it does pop up we'll have two episodes not just one so more content for you i don't know i mean yeah uh that's that's i mean that's anything that can keep me productive and creative shoot um working on some posters now and doing this thing so are you do you have do you have are you still working throughout this whole quarantine? 
<laughs> no, I haven't. You're I haven't not... been working for a, I haven't been working for a little bit. Um, oh, okay. No, it's cool. Uh, I picked yeah. picked up a. I was actually lucky enough to pick up a, a side gig. So there's a little bit of money coming in, okay. but you know I'm kind of working towards a new career goal in which uh, I uh, kind of shift more towards data science. Oh. It's been really kind of uh, interesting. I think it's a, a better investment, at mm-hmm. least for long term, to kind of see me through uh, retirement. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Or you know, if anything, it just kind of fills out the the skills I already have and maybe makes me a little more well round well rounded. So are you really good with numbers? Are you that kind of Asian? <laughs> um, sure. I'm okay with numbers. I'm okay with numbers. I'm horrible with numbers. I, I smash that stereotype because I'm horrible with in math. I can't uh, estimate like, you know, time or, or you know, per, you know, percent, any kind of measurements I'm, I'm just horrible with and uh so i'm just I, i'm in a sense i'm proud that i get to smash that stereotype but also it's like i'm kind of a dummy when it comes to numbers so oh geez uh yeah. <laughs> when it comes to personal finances that's like one of my uh gaping uh what do you what do you say just knowledge gaps yeah that's oh, the word, right okay. um so like when it i mean obviously you know a hundred pennies equals a dollar and that's great too but like teach me to invest and I couldn't tell you what to do with your money, but I've been okay with math. Uh, I think I'm a solid B plus student all around. I got Mm -hmm. a good like working knowledge of stuff, but you know, when you work with data analysis and stuff like that, it's, you know, they call it like computer language, computer programming. Right. And so you really are kind of learning how to talk to a computer. And, you know, if you're really kind of uninitiated to working with computers, at least on the back end, you know, like behind the scenes more than a consumer and you really dig deep into how computers talk to each other, um, at least from what I'm learning now, it's like, yeah, it is that expensive calculator that that picture from NASA in the 60s where it's like it took up the giant room and you put right. an input and it comes out with an output. And, you know, um, I'm learning just basically to do that, at oh, least for okay. this time, you know, wow. not making pictures come to life. And it really demystifies the world. Uh, you know how some mathematicians really kind of say like everything can be explained with math. And, you know, oh, yeah. I think we're closer than ever, obviously, uh, and with technology really kind of being at the forefront of a lot of things. So, you know, more and more than ever, we're able to explain and interpret the world through math. And then, you know, the matrix will happen. <laughs> I mean, eventually. And it seems like because they're you've i mean at least there are videos out there where they're making robots that are functional and we have uh you know siri and we have alexa so we have these ais really starting to uh maybe not think for themselves but they're kind of they're responding to human uh interaction which is it's like this is this is where terminator started this is where the matrix started so (laughs) you (laughs) It'd be it'd be nice to if you like saw a pattern and just whistleblowed, you know, like we should stop here at least because they can get smarter or something like that. No, nah, um, consider me cipher, man. Ignorance uh, is bliss. I'm taking oh, it. Oh my goodness! Oh, give you're me the steak. You take the blue pill if you were offered. You just go is back. Is that the to blue the, pill? I think so. I think the red pill is waking up, and then the blue pill is going back without memory. I would. Because I there are some times where I'm like, yeah, I, I probably would take the blue pill just because like I I feel like that 
Actually, no, I take that back because if I had the knowledge of everything and I can just go back into the matrix and just mess around with like Kung Fu skills and, and knowledge of like how to manipulate it, it'd be like really fun. So, well, really, what was so bad? I mean, you know, uh, let's what, imagine we're in the though? matrix now and, you know, we, <laughs> we live our lives to old age, quite possibly, unless we die early. Right. But that's really just kind of it's all. A sim- I, I didn't see what was really what were, what were they what were they fighting for? I don't really know. Like even they, like the, the machines are giving us such a nice world that uh, the fact that we're like asleep is not. I think that's probably the argument. Wouldn't you say? I, I don't really see any. I mean, if it. anything, it's if you're supposed to really kind of question and, you know, who who thought we were going to get metaphysical in like minute 10 of this podcast but sure let's go <laughs> i mean say what what is real you know what i mean that that is the yeah. question beneath it I, or however you want to interpret it at least for this uh idea what is real so you wake up from your uh computer matrix where it's like normal world just like this in the mid 2000s mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you wake up and machines have taken over and there's dark clouds in the sky but let's who's to say that that isn't um a simulation too i don't know where does it begin i think that's... therefore i am that's I don't true. know if these if these computers are so smart, they would weigh out the sort of the, you know, what we would do if we were to rise up against them. And then they would probably solve that equation. So, yeah, they could put a simulation within a simulation within a simulation just to keep us asleep that much more. Uh, but it's like yeah. I never really understood. So they're using humans for power in that movie. Right. Basically. And the Matrix is just to sort of keep us slaves to that. But it's like, what kind of world are they, are the machines themselves living that they need us to keep them alive? I never truly understood that. Like, I get what the... Well, isn't it it the thing, like, you know, they were cool. They were chilling with the solar power and then, like, we blackened the sky and so now they need us as batteries. Yeah. The whole um, mythology goes to because it, like i guess we never get a chance to see what all of the machine world is like um mm-hmm. but i guess we would have to assume maybe there are droids out there that and if they're truly artificial intelligence maybe Sir, they, that uh, is a licensed trademark of lucasfilm <laughs> don't get these universes mixed up sir i like to think they're all related in some way like terminator might be in somewhere in the timeline but it's all within that whole matrix timeline maybe there's uh-huh. some there's there's alien uh integrated in there somewhere um uh but yeah no it's uh (laughs) i never like it just looks like a miserable world but they are machines so they don't really need like a nice world to live in but it's it's i don't know maybe they'll answer the questions yeah maybe they'll answer the questions in this fourth one that's coming out but um um, oh there is a fourth one coming out there is i forgot they they stopped filming for the pandemic, but um, they got Keanu right. and they got uh, Trinity coming back, and uh, but no Lawrence Fishburne. So uh, it's kind of weird because it's like Lawrence Fishburne was the only one who lived <laughs> among the 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 main characters in the last movie. So I don't know where they're going with it. That's pretty. You interesting. know, tr- truthfully, the trilogy has been kind of a blur for me. I I don't oh, yeah. know who lives or dies. It's I have really kind of only seen uh revolutions like once yeah and you know you get the gist of what they're kind of going after it's yeah i mean obviously there's lots of youtube content out there that really kind of breaks it all down 
Mm-hmm. And even after watching it, I never really fully understand what it is. But, you know, I, I take the first one for what it is. Right. Yeah, the first one could be like its own contained story. But were you always sort of saw from the robot's point of view? Like, well, what's so bad about this? Just stay asleep. Just be like Cypher, you know, uh, just eat the I, steak. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like the path of least resistance. Ah, okay. It's like, what, what's the what's the problem here? <laughs> one guy hates his job like and now we all have to wake up <laughs> like i know what you're searching for i'm like oh, yeah how deep we, can you be that, i guess that goes to show what my personality really is like i i don't <laughs> tend to go i why go any deeper let's keep it at the surface mm-hmm. i guess you can make an <laughs> argument yeah it's different in terminator because they're actually trying to you know suppress us uh oppress us and uh that there's a lot there's an actual war yeah there's an actual war with you know they're actually fighting the machines but really in the matrix it's just they're keep yeah they're keeping us in these pods so i know in the terminator we were fighting the machines i don't know what we were fighting for i guess i did i missed salvation and whatever they explained they just said like yeah the computers like just started turning against us like crap we got to fight back yeah i think they just they knew i think uh through their analysis through their algorithms, which you might have to read sometime, they find out that just human nature will eventually destroy themselves. You know, humans will destroy ourselves. And uh, the machines thought that it were not like worth it. <laughs> to, oh, like, to... The minority reported us, except, you know, without the psychics in the lake. I don't know. I mean, well, through, through the magic of science and math, I guess they saw the future. And uh, so they just sort of, I think I, I can't remember who rose up first. I think we tried to shut them down and then they just retaliated. I think it was the apes that rose up first. That's true. <laughs> now we're really just, we're going like this is like inception. We're going like three levels deep in this. Um <laughs> uh yeah, so actually, yeah. actually I haven't really met a lot of people who've watched like the original Planet of the Apes. Although that's to say I haven't seen the modern Planet of the Apes. It's on my list to really oh, yeah. kind of um you know, just to kind of uh, ape out, if you will, pun intended, <laughs> on the whole series. So have you seen all, like, because there are four or five original movies. Have you seen all of those? Yeah, I've seen all of those. Although, oh, um, like, four and five are a little bit blurry to right. me. Um, and so, yeah, you know how last time we talked, I was like, you know, 70s wasn't really my favorite era. But it is my favorite era for science fiction because it right. is, like, the wildest, most trippiest version of yeah. science fiction. A lot like more Logan's Run, mm-hmm. yeah, and and that stuff. They really like ants. They really ask the weird questions, not just like the what ifs, but like what if and what if we took LSD and asked what if? Got <laughs> <laughs> to be more to life, man. There's like five more dimensions than we know of. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's definitely what just a whole bunch of screenwriters were doing back then because those questions they really. I mean, I haven't seen Soylent Green, but just knowing. Uh-huh through reputation what it was and and it's like man who even thinks of that it's um, food <laughs> I, I i did see a it whole once, movie about food mm-hmm. but if you know how that really kind of ends it's basically however long that movie is and then the, the twist I don't oh, know. Really? so was it like a just a normal drama until the twist or is i mean it's just kind of like uh i'm pretty sure it's like this one guy who's i mean it's been a while since i've seen it and then, you know, Charlton Heston's like, do you guys actually, like, know what you're eating? Like, <laughs> for, like, 90 minutes or more? I don't know. Um, okay. Well, I mean, 
on paper it doesn't sound too intriguing, but it is a classic, so there's got to be more to it. Um, than I'm sure, missing. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> pretty sure it's entertaining. I think I I didn't mind watching through it. I've hated a lot more movies than that. Oh, oh, wow, that's uh, yeah, speaks volumes. But um, but um, that's <laughs> you don't know original. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm judging. <laughs> hey, you're I'm I'm the one who's judging you right now. You said you're gonna be you were gonna be blunt. So no, I'm joking. Um. So to get back to the original point, so like you, you still have other things uh, going on, but you still wanted to just hammer out this podcast, which is commendable because I do not see things like this through, but you kept me on track and uh, oh, I'm determined if, if anything, I'm going to, this is, this is what we're going to do. We're going to see this through the end. If it takes five episodes plus a lost episode to get to five right episodes that we're <laughs> not not i wouldn't say proud of but at least decently not ashamed of exactly like like the last <laughs> one no <laughs> um it's it just went so south so fast um but yeah there's like uh you know you just i think we both we're both learning so we're both pretty much publicly showing how how we learn things and when we when we did that last episode didn't work out quite well so we're just you know pulling a mulligan and redoing yeah um so did you do you feel like you like going forward man you just know how we're gonna how we're gonna approach this now like you're, we're learning no. as we go <laughs> we're, and i think the one so what i was telling you uh you know off off mic off recording is that you know uh geez it doesn't matter how good this is because we are learning and as long as we're learning we're gonna get better Mm -hmm. and i think the lesson uh from the second one even though we're probably still not going to release it is that (laughs) we shouldn't expect too much and we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves although in retrospect that one was just one where we were talking out of our butts because we were trying to, you know, fill in the gaps of silence. We were trying to be entertaining and not ourselves. And so, um, you know, maybe we have to get a few out of the way to really kind of strip down and get to us as we are in our natural state. And then we start talking about uh, current events because we basically run out of our pre, I don't even know the word, the, the material that we already have at hand at disposal. Right. And I think, well, I mean, usually a lot about um, learning about a person is just sort of getting into their personal lives, but I don't know if we want to really broadcast that out yet. Well, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your third grade school's teacher's name and Mr. your pet's first name? <laughs> no, I, I remember that. Yeah. Hey, bro, no, no. <laughs> No, I'm an open book. You can ask me whatever, but th- that's the thing. No, these are, I don't these, know. Are secu- these are security questions to your to your accounts. Oh, oh, god! I just <laughs> I'll okay. edit it out. I'll edit it out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to change all of them. Uh, oh. you, you can't change your life. It's already been done. That was well. I I <laughs> I challenge anyone to really know how to spell that last name because I don't. Really okay, so uh, say it again, just really clearly into the mic. Oh, you want, okay. My third grade no, teacher. No, 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 don't do that. Stop. <laughs> this is how you get my, you can get my credit card information. I'm so, uh-huh. I'm so gullible. No, I'm, uh, I'm definitely yeah. editing all that out. But just, just, you don't just to. for everybody who's listening from here forward, man, did he fall for that twice? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I really, 
I really wanted to give her a shout out though. It's I haven't thought of her in a while and you know there's <laughs> it's it's nice to acknowledge the people who got me here making a podcast uh with someone I don't know not okay, knowing you know what I, we're going to talk about. If we go down we go down together. My third grade teacher was Mrs. Jordan or Miss Jordan. Jordan. I'm not sure if she was married or not, but she mm. was the teacher that got me into Star Trek. She was oh, my really? first contact point. Yeah, for sure. Oh, nice pun. I, I see what you did there. First contact. What did I do? First contact. That was the name Uh-oh. of one of the movies. Yeah, that's right. First contact. Yeah, that's she, like the other movie I saw. <laughs> teachers are magical, man. Like she was, um, I mean, she was heavily science like favored in mm-hmm. her, you know, multiple discipline because what third grade you're, te- you're learning a little bit of everything. Right. But I remember science her being like her jam. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I hadn't met anybody who liked Star Trek as much as her. And so she was deep into it. She was definitely a Trekkie. And, uh, you know, I probably didn't get into it really until 20 years after that. But, you know, now that I look back upon it, like she's like a prototype of a fan, like that you really kind of want to glom onto. And I think any teacher that kind of really likes Star Trek eh, the way that she did was Mm -hmm. probably better in your life for you. And this was during, this was like as Next Gen was, running right so she was was like she she, there was no way she would know um where it was going any of the spinoffs that are coming off so then this she's a true fan she watched it live well i remember she was really heavy into you know the original series so like she came in with her her mustard colored uniform um a la kirk and uh she (laughs) actually had a she had she had a teacher buddy who did the same for halloween and she came in with uh like a red dress and Yeah, dude, it was it's crazy to I think like that's like maybe one of the first times where you're like, oh, like adults can be nerds <laughs> when you're oh, a kid. Yeah. Like, you realize that like, oh, you you're into whatever you're into. <laughs> you didn't really see her as like a, an authoritative figure. It's like, oh, that's a nerd right there. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I definitely respected her. She teached me right. a lot. And, um, you know, I have a lot of fond memories of her. Uh, actually, you know, it's it's funny like in class, uh, she actually showed us the original like seventies Battlestar Galactica, hoping that like she'll get these third graders to really, really? Kind of, like, grok it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I remember that, but you know, yeah. I, I did. I didn't pick it up, but it was still like, I guess it's cool for trying. Did they at least apply to like the lesson at the time? Because we would never get to watch TV shows unless it was like it was relevant to what we were learning. Well, I I don't remember about what episode she showed us of Battlestar, oh, but. Okay. I assume it was just like a rainy day activity that, you know, we had to do. Uh, we had to stay quiet. Just one of those days. Did you guys get a lot of Bill Nye? We got a lot of Bill Nye episodes. Which I watched we enough Bill Nye on my own. Like, I really. Oh, really? Yeah, I like I like public television. Sometimes, like, even if I could find it, like, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, the stuff that they put out is just, like, it's fun. They're trying to make learning fun. Um, despite you know whatever kind of government backing that they they kind of have like you just have these people who actually are passionate about the subject material so like uh and you know they're trying to explain certain things Mm -hmm. or just life in general so you know i'll go into youtube and i'll watch like classic clips of um yeah like have you ever seen the uh the mr rogers explains how jfk was assassinated like oh, I didn't kids. see that. No. Yeah. Like he, I know he like, talked you know, about like, racism and, all, you know, all the tough subjects, but that's that's pretty advanced right there. Yeah, it, it's like up there, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, something happened and he's like, it's OK to be sad. Wow. And sometimes these things will pass and things will get better. 
um you know these like hopeful messages uh i just watched like a kermit the frog do a ted talk last night um, (laughs) because i just couldn't sleep yeah henson's great right you know Mm -hmm. um and then like recently like i just started getting into watching like martin yan you know yan can't cook oh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah and like he yeah he just like popped up on my feed and uh yeah he's like so charismatic that's I, I I remember my parents watching that, but uh, yeah, didn't really. I guess I wasn't into cooking shows back then. Um, but I, I do need to ask. I need to see if you can back me up on this because I think I'm crazy. One of the uh, public access shows that we used to watch. Well, the the we used to watch two others other than Bill Nye, and I think one of them is popular enough that I know it exists and it's on YouTube. Three Two One Contact. Do you remember that okay. one? Do you remember that? That one's one? a little older, isn't it? It, oh, well, they, I think they, they have, it probably started in the seventies. Cause I looked right. up that, that catchy theme song. Cause it's three, two, one contact is the secret. And it's like, we, that was the jam <laughs> when we were, when we ever, we played those videos. Oh, that theme song's coming up. And uh, so I looked up that theme song and there was one in the seventies. I didn't even know about where it was a lot more disco sounding. And uh, so that right. was interesting. Um but there was one I remember that I think it had limited, uh, a limited run um, because I, I think they actually had like a, a, a conclusion episode, which is weird to think for like an educational series. Um, but it was like for one week we watched um, a, an episode every day of this show called Pennywise. And whenever I search Pennywise, of course, I'm getting the clown, the clown from it. Yeah. Uh, but like, no, I, I remember it's called Pennywise. And I think it was from the 70s. Um, but they always had like these little vignettes, these little skits uh, that's very reminiscent of 321 Contact. But I, I can't really remember any of them except for this Muppet looking one called Space Kids. And it was basically like, uh, I think there were Muppets or like Thunderbirds, something like that. They were definitely not live people, but it was uh, kids. Yeah, it was like kids in space running their own spaceship. And that was like the coolest thing to me when I was a kid. And I could never, I could not find anyone who remembers. I cannot search for it because all I get is that damn clown when I search Pennywise. But do do you remember anything that I'm saying right now? Does anything ring a bell? Oh, Oh, none no, of it, none of it. You know, well, I, I think, well, you know, I think a lot of it has to go with the fact that I, I believe like public broadcast is kind of like a regional thing. So that maybe the be, stuff yeah. that you're watching is not stuff that I'm getting. Possibly. I, there's nothing to really indicate that it was like a, a Missouri or whatever, like Cincinnati kind of <laughs> production. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, I don't remember too much about it. So, but damn it, th- this is one thing that. I feel like it'll just the memory is going to die with me because I can't find anybody to back me up about it. Um, but man, yeah, that Pennywise. If anyone out there is listening, please, please let me know. Um, no, they're not going to find <laughs> out. <laughs> You're on your own. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I think I'm merging three, two, one contact with another show, possibly. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the. I mean, it's great because we have like all the Arthur memes out there now, and you know, it's oh, yeah. a public broadcast show, and you know, it, it's still relevant. I I hope like it's funny how now I'm an adult and like I'm listening to NPR the way yeah. my uncles used to, and I'm like, what's what's going on with me? Like <laughs> this is adulting. It's so crazy. 
I've become my 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 elders. It's true. It it's the natural way of things. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you just get more interested in um, what's current events and what's going on in the world. Although, well, I'm really kind of interested yeah. to see what like kids in the future or kids now are really kind of glomming on to because like maybe the last thing in me- my recent memory it, like Barney was a thing. Oh yeah. Uh Baby Shark is the the closest thing and that's just a song but I don't think it came from anywhere. Right. So, you know, and then YouTube really kind of is everywhere. So people are watching that but there is no really kind of symbol anymore. No, like a Blues Clues the... revamped, right? With the new Filipino guy. Which Shout one? That guy. Well, they 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 restarted Blue Blues Clues. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, they, they got a, Yeah, with the Filipino guy. I did not know that. Is it on yeah. Nickelodeon? <laughs> I'm not. I, See, I mean, I, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, I I haven't had cable in a long time, and I don't even know if they still have like Nick Junior how they used to. I think it might be its own separate channel. But yeah, I did not know there's a there's a Filipino Blues Clues. That's awesome. Well, it's not Filipino blues. It's it's like it's blues clues uh rebooted <laughs> with the new Joe. And, oh okay. And and our, our human counterpart is a is a Filipino guy. Oh, okay. Well that's cool. We're in there, baby. <laughs> I am seeing more and more Filipinos uh being put into things, which is great. Yeah, well I mean, uh I think unresearched, um, completely uh unfact checked, but like Filipino, at least in in American society the mm-hmm. language is like the third most spoken in in the u.s so i read on oh Twitter, yeah maybe. i, heard, I yeah, really so should be, be smarter than this <laughs> i really should be smarter than this it has to be true if it's on twitter but i, I think i saw That's... that same graphic or whatever statement that you saw um mm-hmm. well it just blows my mind that english is just as common in the philippines as tagalog is and so much so that they actually incorporate the words within the sentences like they'll just switch back and forth (laughs) there's a great (laughs) video on youtube where um these guys go you know man on the street style they they walk up to basic citizens and then they're just like hey can you just like speak for i don't know two minutes without incorporating some english in your your, really your natural speech and they're like it's like you know the taglish has been so um big <laughs> it's just like <laughs> i never I think, I, think <laughs> I think they're losing their they're, they're losing their language just a little bit because English oh, yeah. is just so adopted it's well it's it's insane to see like sometimes i'll look up uh, videos from the philippines of like maybe talk shows or something and they'll uh-huh. i wouldn't even need subtitles most of the time because they will be talking English. No, yeah yeah it's it's yeah, super it, accessible yeah, so unfortunately, because it was so accessible like that, I never really learned uh, too much Tagalog growing up. So mm-hmm. I'm very limited in my fluent fluency. I don't know if that's the word, but um, I'm very. I I know a few words. I got to work on mine. I really do. Like do you know, I feel like you know a few things. No, I can understand like a good chunk of Tagalog. Um, mm. I can, I could piece together phrases, but it's a really it's a really crappy thing I have to do. It's like, I have to almost kind of do a bad imitation of Tagalog to get the, <laughs> um, the, to get the accent out. So it right. doesn't seem so Americanized. Right. Exactly. It's a, uh, you gotta, you gotta hit the certain, uh, you gotta put emphasis on certain syllables. 
Yeah, my muscle memory, at least on my tongue, is not there for for the Tagalog. Right. It's really interesting. I'm doing right now. um, Well, you know, like in in Seinfeld, they kind of made it popular where actors uh, help train med students by getting case study files and they're just like acting out the the patient and the symptoms and they have to diagnose them basically practicing diagnosis so i'm doing i do that on the side and they're they're actually they went through they're we're doing it right now and uh but we're taking special precautions it is a hospital and uh so um but we're continuing to do it because we need to train these med students and we need to get them out there but they there are particular roles that need particular actors and they they know that you know i can pass for certain people so they have me become a uh, an illegal immigrant who okay. is um, who's from Mexico, but I have to have that broken English quality. I, I can I'm fluent, I, like I understand, but I still have to have that English as a second language sound to me. Which I first of all, I'm just like I don't. <laughs> is this ethical? I I don't know if I should just like. Uh, but I mean, as an actor, like I'll sure I'll try it. It's a challenge. Um, but I, most of the time, I just find myself sounding like my dad like as with that filipino accent and i'll be you know like instead of saying 45 i'll say 45 you know with the p and things like that and it's it's so weird because is there any really kind of purpose for the i guess the accent broken english like otherwise just uh half of your patients or your potential patients are going to be like you know spanish speakers or anything like that so it's just like get used to yeah i mean I think there are a lot of variables they want to their students to know um, the so there are a lot of challenges. The first case I had when I um, first did it a few years ago is I had to be like a construction guy who was an alcoholic and like I had to have been waiting 45 minutes uh, as the the med students come in to see me. So once they come in the door, I'm, I'm instructed to just blow up at them. So I'm like, 45 bleeping minutes, Doc? Are you bleeping kidding me? And then so I'm like really catching them off guard as soon as they come in. Okay. Uh, so I can see there's that. that like yeah, they pressure. have different challenges. Yeah, they have. So this one is, this one in particular is sort of dealing with the communication breakdown. And because uh-huh. a lot of the, uh, and I don't know if I should be, I don't know if this is like, no, I get it. So it's like, you know, it's like you have to find a way to get the results that you need. So it's like, well, can you point to where it hurts? And then maybe you have to incorporate a little bit of sign language. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of social work that goes into it. So it's to basically like, do the med students know how to solve this particular problem, how to be, you know, how to finesse it and not, you know, like not involve authorities per se. So it's, I mean, it's really interesting, but uh, that's very interesting. I'm asked when I'm asked to do that, you know, that accent, I can't, I can't not go into the Filipino accent. (laughs) It's, it's, that's what I know. Like I'll, I'll just, I'll actually go into various stages of Filipino. I'll have what I remember hearing Jackie Chan's broken English sounds like, and then oh, yeah. I'll just go into that. And like this whole time, I'm just thinking I, I'm trying to do Antonio Banderas or something like that, like some some sort of, some sort of Spanish accent. But I uh-huh. just I just keep going to that Filipino accent. It's so hard. Um, That's a whole nother world that. I don't think a lot of people really get to, I don't even consider 
Like that's a thing. Yeah, I I, I played another guy who was like a, he had PTSD. He was a he was a soldier overseas. He came back and just saw so much stuff. So it's you know there there are a lot of intense roles I've had where I have to just sort of give away. I mean, I have to be guarded, but I also have to give them an end to what's really going on, the underlying situation. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see how they, some of them catch it, some of them don't. And um, so when you're, when you're playing the PTSD yeah. uh, symptomatic person, like what, what sources are you drawing from? Um, I, for that one, I don't really have any personal, um, inspiration. So I, I was, for me, I was going off of, uh, the, the movie, the hurt locker (laughs) mostly, uh, or Jeremy Renner, uh, the main guy's performance in that he sort of had this, uh, unhinged quality to him, even though he was very confident in that movie, you could tell there was like something behind his eyes. And so I had that because in that one particular one, I had to play a guy who, who was brought in because his buddy was worried about him. And I had, I had been drinking so much that I wasn't actually, uh, I wasn't actually hung over. I was still drunk, but they uh-huh. had to basically, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they had to get to the root of like, so why are you drinking and things like that. And then some, a lot of them, uh, will, they won't ask like, so what do you do? And then I could say, uh, you know, I was, um, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm an officer, a soldier, something like that. So they don't get to the, oh, he has PTSD. Some mm-hmm. of them will ask about the, the, like, so what was your family like? And they give us a family backstory and he has like an abusive past. So there are different things. What that one is, is weird though, because that particular case, we actually have to evaluate the kids. And I'm like, I can't tell these kids how to be a doctor. I can't, I don't go through the training. They can't, they do. And, uh, I just feel so weird just saying, yeah, you should have caught this, but you didn't, you know, you should have asked more about my career. Well, Um, I mean, the only reason why I was asking, and it's becoming more and more apparent that I have yet, I haven't watched a lot a lot of movies we bonded over the obscure movies that we bonded over um you right. know that eight that late 80s early 90s things so we've we've gone over that i haven't you know really delved into the world of bruce lee and i have uh I, have. I talked about that in the lost episode but yes. <laughs> um so uh spoiler alert, i liked it um and i will be watching more um but that is to say uh war movies i'm completely just oblivious to like Forrest Gump is probably as deep as it goes for me as far as war movies. And then I've yeah. seen full metal jacket and then mm-hmm. mobster movies is a whole like genre that I've just completely just way over my head, just have not dipped my toe into. Right. Um, so you're not you a big any... genre movie guy, basically. I just, I watch what I watch, what I watch, I guess. I mean, the comedy is <laughs> definitely like in there, right? I, I love to hear a of joke. Guys are cool. Sci-fi, I'm definitely into. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Maybe I'm just not as big of a movie buff as I thought I was. I mean, hey, it's like you said. You watch what you watch. You do uh-huh. you. You do yeah. you, Gerard. Oh, yeah. And what? Hitchcock too, right? I said I have not seen Hitchcock oh, yeah. yet. So it's like, what, is, yeah. what movies are there? Like, what's left? <laughs> do you? I mean, you like action, you like action movies? Schwarzenegger, uh, Stallones, and all that. Well, I mean, action comes in its eras, right? So we had that yeah. era. Those, those are cool. Yeah. 
Um, the new ones are cool. Yeah, action's cool. Who doesn't like stuff being blown up? But like <laughs> Michael um, Bay movies, yeah, explosions, right? Oh yeah, yeah, but like the Michael Bay like catalog, completely like I've seen Transformers. I haven't seen Bad Boys. I uh, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, I, tr- I tried to sit through the rock and i'm like I-, I couldn't and people love that movie oh yeah yeah people will say that's probably his best one damn or near there <laughs> but he is an acquired taste i will say that he's i don't know you have to he's he's the jock of the movie world where it's just like you're gonna expect you're gonna expect uh awesome mm-hmm. action scenes uh ripped muscular guys so it's like it's so it's so jockey his movies but you know to each their own so yeah i I hate to admit that i'm like i've always really just kind of been like there are a few things that really get me excited i have to watch it in theaters and you know Mm -hmm. that's kind of reserved for star wars and now we have one of those every year um (laughs) but yeah but i got into the movie thing late because um i remember like so the first movie i saw in theaters was beauty and the beast and you know I, i think i was dragged along to it it wasn't my idea um, not that it wouldn't be my idea. I just, well, if you've never been to a movie before, it's like, you know, whose idea was it for you to go watch this movie? The second movie right. I remember seeing in theaters, Sister Act. Really? <laughs> I love Sister Act. <laughs> I love me that movie though. So then, yeah, I, it goes back to like that same, um, that theme where it's like, I, I was probably more, I was probably built to be raised on binging, you know, things on Netflix and mm-hmm. cable and youtube um i think that's really kind of like where my uh personality really kind of comes out as far as my taste in in media mm-hmm. so you were more you just watch things at home mostly what or, or what would you what was your thing when you were growing up okay so if, if media wasn't so everybody does their like top five you know and stuff like that uh yeah. but let's say things that really influenced me um as a kid I can say singing in the rain was like a thing I had on tape. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Annie, uh, so, the three, okay. the three stooges. <laughs> like, well, I was noticing the pattern until. Yeah. Now, but, so yeah, I could see. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know how kids have their frozen and that's the right. thing that they repeated over and over. Mine was the three stooges and singing in the rain mixed in with a little bit of Annie. <laughs> that's amazing it's weird that's uh that's what you I get, can, I can this, this what you get. so so were you like a musical guy when yeah when i'm a musical up? guy i like musicals oh, okay. okay they're fun well that, that's not really my uh expertise there so we can cross that off the common interest list um <laughs> <laughs> but um well i don't like them all well i i don't like go like i gotta watch it so like what was the last right. thing that came in the, so hamilton's coming up but yeah. um, like the greatest showman um, is like the the latest instance that came to my mind. But I didn't like go rush out to see it. I actually still haven't seen it. But they I'm just, just had uh, they just had that Cats live action movie come out. <laughs> and I I just hear it's fantastic. Oh yeah, so. I think <laughs> I missed out on that one. I I probably would have watched that one. You know about the I, uh, you know about the lost like a uh, butthole cut of that movie, right? Oh, I've heard of it. Yes, <laughs> with the animated quickly. <laughs> they put the buttholes on the cats, and Why? people want that cut so much. That move of having buttholes on the cats—it just feels so. It just feels so. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> Would you watch that cut of it? 
<laughs> I, I mean, I don't think I would enjoy it either way. I just like the fact that it exists in the world. Yes, that's that's been put out there. <laughs> I mean, it's the same case where it's like they had where they had to get rid of um, what's his name, uh, Superman. Oh uh, yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah, they, they they had to get rid of his mustache. Like, oh right. no. <laughs> At least that feels like a little necessary. I mean, that it's... was a lot necessary, but that was also an avoidable situation. I mean, you don't really have to say. I want to see the buttholes on the cat costumes for this. And let's, so let's put a, so time and effort. <laughs> there's it. a, there's a thread going on here. We we've talked about this enough, right? So it's like, there's cats and there's Superman with his mustache. And yes. then, you know, we're talking about Bruce Lee with like game of death and how people are trying to really kind of course correct for things that are really kind of unforeseen. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is that what we're doing? We're just calling all these people well, out? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, I mean, these these things go down into like the lore of of kind of like what this is. I mean, even Sonic the Hedgehog, right? They had to completely revamp the character right. because he was just so um he was just received so just negatively. And it's right. just it's it's interesting to really kind of see how the lengths that we go to to really kind of and so even with uh in our case, like we have this lost episode in our archive already <laughs> after one episode. So we we're guilty we of the same no thing. We're completely Yeah. <laughs> so it's we're learning from our mistakes. Hopefully there's a better product that comes out of it is what I'm trying to say. It's true. I think the the thing you have to sort of take away is to be humble about it. Like like you said, like if I mean, even though we said this podcast can can become a monster of its own, but when we recorded that last episode, we were just like, "Man, what are we doing?" <laughs> so, what are we talking about? We exactly. have no idea what we're talking about, which is ninety percent most of the time for me. I don't know what I'm talking about, but even then, I, I was like, like, "One step removed." I was like, "Ah, oh, no, I, I do not know what I'm talking about here." I feel like we could probably release it as a special Star Trek discussion episode. That was like mostly what it became, but it was just not accessible. No, it was it was too big. The yeah the the mistake there was I tried to encapsulate all of Star Trek, and then I just wound up dominating the, the recording. We need I mean, nicer I, answers, like just one episode true. recommendation, maybe one series, not not I mean, all of I the history. You- I don't know about I don't know if podcasts have their hosts or hosts and then a producer, but we might have we might need a third party to sort of uh, look after us. I don't know. Do you do you think we need to bring somebody else on to sort of watch us while we do this and then ain't, just ain't tell nobody us gonna stop. come? <laughs> nobody gonna come in here and listen to oh. us blather on. <laughs> we got we got to learn to do this ourselves because uh, I mean, a, obviously, a producer would make it a greater product, but. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. No, I don't think we are. Yeah. This is this is still the honeymoon phase, so we don't know where this friendship is going. If we're even yeah. gonna like each other at the end of these five episodes. Um, Jury's still out. <laughs> it is. It is. So we don't even we don't have each other's numbers, so we're not like texting each other. We're just it, we're strictly online friends. Uh huh. Strictly. <laughs> I don't want, don't get close to me. <laughs> no, 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 I'm staying away from California, so. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I don't know where this is going to go next episode, but we can, I think we're, we're, we're up against time. So did we even, did we address in our, in our first episode that you live in California and I live in Missouri? 
And mm. that's, I mean, that's still Are you trying like, to get me docs? Are you really? No. <laughs> I'm just saying your third grade teacher, Miss Jordan, might like to know that you still, you live in California. No, I'm just, just to hammer home how, how <laughs> far apart we are. Well, and how, and yeah, there, well, then that also is the Easter egg to our uh, our thumbnail, which you provided for uh, the podcast. Yes, yes, yeah. The, yeah it, you except that, that you're on the LA side and I'm on the Missouri side. It, you know what? It just worked out that way. And sometimes in designing, you have to make these decisions, and hopefully, people don't point these things out. So, <laughs> well, thank you for doing that. No, Dick, I'm, no I'm well, I'm not really. I'm not really a person. So. Oh no! Oh you no! Know, you're synthetic. You're. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> of course, it all makes sense now. Human scum. Yeah. Scourge of the earth. All right. Yeah, no. you're, <laughs> well, on that note, I think we can sign out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. This is. Uh, this is the end. So. Uh... <laughs> cool. So yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. So uh, we'll be back next week, probably with another episode of whatever this is. Uh, <laughs> If you want to find us on Twitter, uh, Twitter's my name, Gerard Tiang. Uh, EJ, you want to throw yours out? It's what a man, what a man, spelled W-U-T-A man, W-U-T-A man. <laughs> We're going to get into that. I think so. I, it, it should be in the description. Just look below, whatever. All right. Well, until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.